Welcome to the Lessons for Living television program. My name is Bill Santos. Thank you so much for watching. A recent survey asked Canadians what they were afraid of. So what was learned? Well, probably some surprising stuff. Canadians are more afraid of their dentists than of flying. More people fear dogs than clowns. And people would rather get stuck in a tiny room than speak to a large audience. The biggest fears of Canadians included snakes, death, heights, spiders, germs, public speaking, enclosed spaces, needles, social situation, and dentists. You see, fear is unbelievably powerful. It penetrates the heart, it poisons the spirit, it paralyzes the soul. Fear can affect you not only emotionally, mentally, or spiritually, it's said that it can even affect you physically. There are so many things in life that fill us with fear. Fear of failure, fear of success, fear of disappointing someone or disappointing yourself, fear of the unknown, fear of the great unknown, death. Most of our worries are wrapped up in this because our minds start spinning out of control when there is any kind of crisis. You see, immediately we begin to expect the worst. We blow the smallest thing out of proportion. Then there's everyone's fear. The fear of being found out that you're not who you really say you are. That we will be exposed. That kind of fear often freezes us out of doing something to change, doing something to become the person we want to be. And then there's the worst fear of all. Whenever we fail or fall or stumble or walk in faith, the enemy begins to creep into our words of doubt. You failed. You fell. God can't really love you like that. You're supposed to be better than that. What if someone else finds out? What will they think? And what does God think? God's up there right now, probably disgusted, ready to thump you on the head and boot you out. That kind of fear can cause us to doubt. That's a fear that freezes us. But that's not what God wants. Now, fear is not altogether a bad thing. For example, we teach our children early in life to fear hot stoves. We teach them early to fear crossing the street alone. We are even told repeatedly in Scripture to fear the Lord. Jesus said in, in Matthew... Uh, chapter 10 and verse 28, do not fear those who kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him who was able to destroy both soul and body. Now, as we continue our study of the 23rd Psalm, 
in our text for today's program, the good shepherd tells the sheep how to face death without fear. He says, don't be afraid of death's power. The 23rd Psalm, verse 4. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Now, a shepherd could really appreciate what David was saying here because David is referring to that time of the year when the shepherd would lead the sheep from the lowland to the highland. The reason he would do that is this. As the snow would begin to melt off of the mountaintops, it would give fresh water and fresh grass where the sheep could eat and drink. So the shepherd would lead the sheep from the lowlands, which were now barren and parched by the summer sun, and take them up to where it was cooler and better. And the shepherd would guide the sheep through the valley and up to the mountaintop where they could drink that fresh water and, and eat that fresh green grass. The reason why the shepherd always took the sheep through the valley was this. Well, the valley, that was the only route to the higher ground. Every mountain has its valleys. If you think about it, the best route, and oftentimes the only route to the top of a mountain is through the valley. And think about how highways are cut through mountains. You know, I've traveled through the Rockies. Everyone who has done that knows that we didn't go straight up one side of the mountain, straight down the other side of the mountain. Both grade up and grade down would be too steep and you couldn't make it. No. Just like every mountain highway, it followed the contour of the valley. It followed the shape of the valley. Because the best way, and really the only way to higher ground, is through the valley. Now keep in mind that the trip through the valley is always temporary. The climb from the lowlands to the highlands, it may take hours, it may take days, it might even take weeks, but it always ends. He didn't say that he went into the valley or over the valley or down to the valley or up to the valley, but rather that he went through the valley. Now notice something else. He said, I walk through the valley. He doesn't run through the valley. He doesn't run away from the valley. He can't go over it. He can't go around it. He can't go under it. He can't go, he has to go through it but he's in no hurry because a valley is not a dead-end street it's not a cul-de-sac do you know what a valley is it's a tunnel that is open at both ends it has an entrance and it has an exit now you may not realize it but the reality is you and i we live in the valley of the shadow of death from the time we are born until the time we die. See, what we are doing right now is walking through that valley. We enter that valley when we come into this world and we exit the valley when we leave this world. But I want you to notice the name of the valley. 
It's not the valley of death. It is the valley of the shadow of death. Do you know what a shadow is? The shadow is an image without substance. Do you know that if you are a child of God, you only face death's shadow. You see, because of the promise of the resurrection. That's why David said, when it comes to death, I have no fear. Do you know what was the most often repeated command from the lips of Jesus? Now, our Lord gave many commands, but he gave this command more than any other command. You know what it is? Fear not. Do not fear. Do not be afraid. Now, the way to exercise that, that don't, is to exercise a do. Be aware of God's presence. Now, the reason David said he feared no evil was because of Psalm 23, verse 4, but the last half of the verse, for you are with me. You see, there is a tremendous change here in the perspective of King David. You will notice in the first three verses, David is speaking in the third person. He's talking about the shepherd, but here in verse 4, he changes to the second person. Now he is talking to the shepherd. You know why David did that? Because David knew that sheep never go through valleys alone. Sheep never move through dangerous places alone. The shepherd... Well, he's always with them. So think about that. We're told that we're going to walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Now, anytime there is a shadow, there must be a light. Have you ever heard, you know, that saying, people are afraid of their own shadows? Well, if you've got that problem, let me tell you what to do. All you have to do is turn your back on the shadow and look to the light. And when you do that, guess what happens? When you look to the light beyond you, the shadow falls behind you. There's this magnificent passage in Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 13, verses uh, 5 and 6, that says something incredible. It says this, Your way of life should be free from the love of money. And you should be content with what you have. After all, he has said, I will never leave you or abandon you. This is why we can confidently say, the Lord is my helper and I won't be afraid. What can people do to me? Do you know that sheep are better off in the valley with the shepherd than on the mountaintop without the shepherd? Think about that. One of my favorite verses in the Old Testament is Isaiah chapter 43 and verse 2. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flames scorch you. You know what God says? 
He says, you're not going to drown. You're not going to burn up. You have nothing to fear when Jesus is near. You know, one of the verses that I read many times at funerals is found in the 116th Psalm, verse 15. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. Now, folks sometimes get confused here. The word precious there does not mean so much valuable as it means carefully attended to or or watched over by God. When a Christian dies, he always dies in God's time. He always dies in God's sight. No Christian has ever died alone. But let me give you some even better news. The shepherd never takes his flock where he has not already been before. Death is just a shadow of its former self because of the crucifixion and of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Point number three, be assured of your Lord's protection. David closes here by giving us another reason why he has no fear. The 23rd Psalm, verse 4, the second part, he ends with, Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. In the Middle East, the shepherds only carried two tools, a rod and a staff. Now, when that shepherd was finally given his own flock, he'd go into the bush, he'd cut down a young sapling, he'd carve it, whittle it down with great care, until the enlarged base of that sapling, you know, where the trunk joined the roots, was shaped into a smooth, rounded head of hardwood. That sapling, about two, maybe three feet long, would be shaped to fit the shepherd's hand perfectly. That rod became an extension of the shepherd's right arm. It was a symbol of his strength and his power. The purpose of the rod was to guard the sheep. That shepherd would take that rod and he would drive pieces of metal into the knob. And with the rod, he could club, he could use it as a club to to kill the bears and snakes, to drive off wolves or, or any kind of wild animal that came near. Whenever the sheep would see the rod in that shepherd's hand, well, there would be a calmness calmness that would come over the sheep because they knew the shepherd could guard them. But the shepherd also had a staff. Now, where the rod was a guard to the sheep, the staff, well, that was to guide the sheep. One was to protect the sheep, but the other one, well, that was used to direct the sheep. If you think about it, the staff, probably more than any other item, identifies the shepherd as a shepherd. No one in any other profession history 
carries a shepherd's staff, except for a shepherd. To make a staff, the shepherd would cut another young sapling above the ground. While it was green and pliable, he would soak that sapling in water to soften it. Then he would bend the top of that staff. He'd bend it over to form a crook and tie in it a position until it was dry and hard. That hook would be just the right size for reaching around the chest of a lamb or around the neck of a larger sheep. The shepherd's staff, well, that was about four feet long, and the shepherd was an expert at handling that staff. The staff was used to guide the sheep. As those sheep would walk along a, a dangerous or a difficult path, that shepherd would take the tip of that staff and lay it gently against the side of that sheep and, and apply pressure so the sheep would go where the shepherd wanted it to go. Sometimes sheep would wander and the shepherd would, would simply reach out with the crook of that staff and, and grab that sheep by the neck and pull him back into the fold. Other times, the sheep might slip over a steep ravine or get entangled in a thorn bush or stumble into a rocky creek bed. Well, then the shepherd would, would take that staff, put it under the belly of that sheep, and gently lift it out of the hole or the, the entanglement, out of the water, and restore that sheep to the flock. There was nothing more comforting to the sheep than the sight of the rod and the sight of the staff, because they knew that with the rod he would guard them, and with the staff he would guide them. With the rod he could protect them. With the staff he could direct them. He would make sure that they got safely through the valley, all the way to the top of the mountain. Now what is the point of this entire verse? Well, put very simply, here is the great truth. If you walk with God through life, God will walk with you through death. Therefore, in neither life nor in death should you ever have any fear. One of the greatest preachers who ever lived was a man by the name of John Christosom. He preached during the 4th century, some 1,600 years ago. He was such a great preacher, they called him the Golden Mouth. There's a story of how this great preacher was brought before one of the pagan rulers and commanded to give up his Christian faith. Chrysotom refused, and when he did, they brought him before the Roman emperor. The Roman emperor threatened him with banishment if he remained a Christian. Chrysotom said, you cannot banish me, for this world is my father's house. The emperor said, I will slay you. The preacher replied, you cannot slay me. For my life is hid with Christ in God. The emperor said, I will take away your treasures. The preacher replied, you cannot take away any of my treasures. 
because my treasure is in heaven, and so is my heart. The emperor said, then I will drive you away from every human being, and you won't have one friend left. And that great preacher replied, you can't do that either. For I have a friend in heaven who sticks closer than a brother from which nothing can ever separate us. So that old preacher then stood up, looked the emperor in the eye and said, you need to understand, in my heart, there is no fear, for there is nothing you can do to hurt me. You see, if the Lord is your shepherd and you are his sheep, whether in life or death, there will be no fear. Let us pray. Gracious God, loving Heavenly Father, thank you so much for leading us, guiding us, protecting us, forgiving us, and blessing us. Father, I just pray that you draw near to every single one right now that is watching this program. Draw especially near to those that are claiming Jesus as their shepherd. Bless each and every viewer, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we've come to the time in our program for our book offer each and every week. We have a special resource to offer our viewers just to become part of your spiritual library and just to help you grow in your knowledge of God and his desires for our life. And I have this uh, little book. It's actually a, um, an excerpt or a compilation taken out of a larger book called The Great Controversy. It's called The Great Hope. It's the revealing book of a battle between good and evil and who wins. I'd love for you to have this, this little book. This, this book, the feedback we get on this, it, that's been very impactful in drawing many people closer to God. So we'd love you to have it. It's a gift from us. There's no obligation on your part whatsoever. The, the booklet will arrive in the mail, postage paid, no invoice. It, you just receive it, and if you've already have one, well, why not request another one and share it with a neighbor, share it with a friend or a family member. If you're interested in receiving this book by mail, then pay close attention to the information we're about to provide you. To receive today's free offer, you can log on to the Lessons for Living television website, www.l4ltv.com. That's the Lessons for Living television website, www.l4ltv.com. You can also write us at Post Office Box 27030, Simcoe Conlin Post Office, Oshawa, Ontario, L1G 0A3. And we would be happy to send the offer out to you. That's Post Office Box 27030, Simcoe Conlin Post Office, Oshawa, Ontario, L1G 
0A3. If you live in Canada, this offer will be sent out to you free and postage paid. For viewers living outside of Canada, shipping charges will apply. If you wish, you could order this offer by calling our 1-800 number and speaking with one of our volunteers at 1-800-972-0337. 1-800-972-0337. Operators are standing by now. While on our website, you can leave a prayer request, and if impressed to do so, donate to help keep this ministry on the air. Thank you for your support. Well, we've come to the end of another Lessons for Living television program. Thank you so much for joining us. If I could ask you to do us a favor, can you let your friends and family know when we're on, you know, what channel we're on in your community there and what time we're on so that they too can begin joining and watching every week. And if we happen to not air in their community, that's okay. Then refer them to our website, l4ltv.com. When you go on the website, you will notice a number of tabs. One of them is the previous programs tab. And the first program there is the program from the previous week. And then you'll see below where you can click on and link to every program that we have ever aired. They're all accessible there. And so you can watch them at your own leisure and you can uh, share that with friends. And so do that on the, while you're on the website, uh, just you can spend a little bit of time there, go to the archived sermons tab and you'll see there that there's different lectures that I've given on different questions that have been asked of me. It's like things like, why do bad things happen to good people? How do you cope with, you know, stress in life? How do you cope with unfair situations that we sometimes find ourselves in? Or, or what happens to us when we die? Or, or who or what is 666? And there's a video presentation there you can watch. And then the, next to it, you see there's a lesson handout that you can download, it's a PDF file, and you can print, and you can use that to further study that topic. And so let me encourage you to check out the archived sermons page. You can also check out the tab that says live appearances. And that just shares with you where I'll be appearing live, and maybe I'll be where you are sometime, and you can come out and introduce yourself. I'd love to meet you. And there's a Donate Today tab also, you can there, you can make a donation to the ministry. Uh, we are a charitable organization, so every donation that is made uh, is eligible for a receipt that you can use for income tax purposes. And I just want to make it absolutely clear to you that every dollar that is donated goes directly to things like paying for airtime, paying for the studio time, you know, paying for the books that we offer. Not a penny comes to me in form of any kind of salary or benefit to me personally. I uh, also want to remind you of Instagram. I'm on Instagram every morning. I put out a devotional one-minute video. You want to have access to that? Then start following me on Instagram, Santos underscore Bill. Follow me on Twitter. Like our Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash L4L television, and that'll give you access to our Facebook page. We're just about ready to go, but I want to remind you, one more website, missionnowcanada.com. That's the part of our ministry that does overseas humanitarian work. Check that out, and maybe you can join us on one of our upcoming trips. Well, the time has just flown by. 
I really appreciate you joining us. I hope you do it again real soon. I'll be praying that we have this opportunity. God bless you. We'll see you back here again.